live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Coming up on 11 minutes after 6, some tax returns are more complex than others. Maybe the math gets to be a bit much for you. It was my understanding that there would be no math. <laughs> so that's when you reach out for help. But when choosing a tax prep pro, choose wisely. Here's ABC's Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Sometimes you just don't want to go it alone. I'm Daria Albinger with today's tax tip. Maybe you've had a life-changing event. Maybe you got an inheritance or you just have a complicated return. There are a few of the reasons why you might want to use a tax prep pro. ABC's business correspondent Alexis Christophoros on what to look for. You want to get somebody who is credentialed. So we're talking about a CPA, a certified public accountant, a licensed attorney. Make sure that they have a tax preparation ID number to make sure that these people are licensed. IRS spokesman Eric Smith says, just say no to this. If their service is based on the size of the refund, that's probably not a good idea. And if they base their fees on the refund that you can get, that's also uh, not a good idea. And to this. If they say they have a way to beat the system or if there are secrets that the IRS won't tell you about, that's also a bad sign. With today's tax tip, Daria Albinger, ABC News. Tax tips are brought to you by the Neal Group for less stress with the IRS. Visit nealgroup.net, that's N-E-A-L group.net, for a free consultation. Ty, I would like you to crunch those numbers again. It's a program. There's no such thing. Just crunch them. Just crunch them, please. Crunch. Did it help? Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The New York Jets have signed a former Green Bay Packers quarterback. And no, it is not the one you probably think it is. Tim Boyle inking a deal with the team. You would imagine Aaron Rodgers probably had a little bit of a say in that. So, with all that being said, where is a trade for the four-time MVP with Green Bay and New York? The ball seems to be in the Jets' court, or at least I'm told that's the way the Packers are looking at it. Now, we know both general managers, Brian Gutekunst of the Packers and Joe Douglas of the Jets, met last week in Phoenix at the annual owners' meetings, but they obviously left without finishing a deal. The way I understand it, the Packers are waiting for the Jets to meet their terms, not the other way around, which would indicate that the Packers think that they have the leverage right now. ESPN's Rob Demosky on the latest in Green Bay as the biggest question mark still has gone unanswered with the NFL draft looming, which is only three weeks away. Over to the Diamond, where the Milwaukee Brewers look to continue their winning ways as they welcome in division foe the St. Louis Cardinals into town for a three-game series beginning tonight. The youthful energy, which has seen a big impact on the field and in the clubhouse for the 5-1 and one start, well, it's even found its way over to the front office. It's been a lot of fun, and, and obviously feeling the energy, you know, whether it's in the clubhouse or, or in the suite with our staff during the game, um, you know, everybody's come together and it's been it's been great so far. Brewers president of baseball operations and senior VP Matt Arnold joined us here on Wisconsin's Morning News Thursday morning to talk about the hot start for his team. As mentioned before, the Brewers and Cardinals do get started tonight. Milwaukee looks to extend that five-game winning streak to six with pitcher Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the Brewers. First pitch is set for 7-10. And finally, over to the NBA. The Milwaukee Bucks have officially clinched the top seed in the NBA playoffs earlier this week with a win over the Bulls. And they are looking to close the door on their regular season this weekend 
with a handful of starters out, but it still keeps the mindset going in Milwaukee. We want to be our best night in and night out and, you know, um, to have the best records. And, you know, it is something that matters and is important. Um, but, you know, I think being our best each day and every night is what we talk about the most. The Bucks do welcome in the Memphis Grizzlies, t- Grizzlies tonight. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 p.m. You can tune in to full coverage over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee beginning at 6.30. Coming up, when the FBI comes for you, only they got the wrong room. Siding Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 617. So this is another one of these stories that's funny but not funny. Actually, it's not funny, but it is funny. If it happened to you, would you not be less Not less funny. So imagine... You're a Delta Airlines pilot, right? Good start. That's yeah. cool. Kind of fun job. Sure, okay. You got to stop in Boston. Okay, spending the night in Boston, then I fly out of Logan in the morning. Okay, so I better get some sleep. So you're spending the night in the hotel, and as you're slowly snuggling into your bed in the middle of the night, it's like midnight, right? It's late. Sure, okay. Maybe you had a cocktail there at the at the hotel before you're going to enjoy the night into, wake, into dreamland, and you're slowly falling asleep, the TV's off, and you hear... And you're like, well, wait a minute. FBI? <laughs> was that, what did, the hell? Did I just hear that right? And you, you you open your eyes a little bit and you go, what was that? Open up! Whoa, okay. <laughs> Where did you get this sound? <laughs> this is exactly what no. happened. All of this happened to a Delta Airlines pilot. That pilot was handcuffed and interrogated in a bathroom for close to 30 minutes before agents realized their mistake. They had the wrong room. The no. wrong guy. <laughs> this happened on the 15th floor of the Revere Hotel. <laughs> not all that crazy stuff, but it's happening. Okay, so that was not actual sound from the thing. <laughs> so no, that, okay. that wasn't uh, body cam video. <laughs> but it was close. They, they, they kicked blow in the, the door. door. 15th floor, Revere Hotel. Agents conducting a mock investigation. FBI agents assisting the U.S. Department of Defense in a training exercise. They're simulating a situation, a real-time situation, what you would do if you encountered this in an environment where you had to. So they break in. Agents go in, handcuff the pilot who's in his 30s, throw him into the shower, handcuff him, and start interrogating the guy for about a half hour before they realize, hmm, (laughs) <laughs> this might be the wrong guy. This isn't an actor wow, slash no way. player who's playing a role in this exercise. So what a great training exercise, though. Because you're interrogating a guy who's not following a script. Right. right? What, what, <laughs> what like, are you doing? I'm an airline pilot. Yeah, sure. You don't think I've been lied to before, son? <laughs> so the pilot was PO'd, called police. Yeah. The pilot had people claiming to be FBI agents barge into their room and handcuff them to the bathroom. <laughs> that's broadcast by, that's the dispatcher co- phoning it in. So now we've called the police yes. on the FBI. <laughs> So now the apology. First and foremost, we'd like to extend our deepest apologies to the individual who was affected by this training exercise. He was affected. (laughs) The training team unfortunately entered the wrong room and detained an individual unaffiliated with the exercise. Oh, you meant 301, (laughs) not 401. Shoot. So talk about a fail in training, though. Like, you can't even get the, you can't even get the training right? 
Good thing we're training. Also, why are we training at like an active hotel where people are? <laughs> you have some burnt out hotel on the edge of town somewhere. You know, it's so funny about this is that like, do you ever notice when you're in a hotel room, even when you're expecting room service to show up or the guy to deliver the towels, it's still kind of jarring even in the middle of the day when you're expecting it, when they knock on the door. So imagine it being midnight, you're half asleep, and... FBI, open up! <laughs> whoa, yeah. Whoa, hold on, hold on. FBI? <laughs> That'd be my first FBI. So I don't know if there's going to be any more detail unveiled about this. The FBI hasn't really said much else about it. I haven't heard from the pilot yet. I'd love to see him on Good Morning America. I cannot America. wait. He's got to pop up somewhere. Please. Please. Um, and also, doesn't this sound familiar? Like, yes. Doesn't this sound like a movie we may have seen before? Are you going where I think you're going? <laughs> I think we are. Oh, you don't seem to have it, do you? I didn't even ask you, Greg. Sorry. Um, yes. I, I was I was thinking of Big Lebowski. <laughs> yes, that's exactly, that what that's exactly what I was thinking. Right at the front um, end of the movie. Hold on. Yes, yes. All of it. <laughs> there it is. Where's the money, Lebowski? <laughs> Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. <laughs> the dude abides. The dude abides. The dude abides. And he say, I think I see it in there. Put me back in for a second, right? They got his head in the toilet. Oh, <laughs> uh, nope, I don't have that one. That's good stuff. I, but again, on the FBI, like, how can you screw up the Isn't training this guy exercise? supposed to be a millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have that banging on the door sounds again? What else was in there? I heard a helicopter in there. <laughs> it's an explosion. This is how it would feel if they came in, threw you into the bathroom. There's a lot of glass breaking there. <laughs> Some screaming. Screamed at you a little bit, argued, yelled at you. I thought I heard like a train engine in that. Dogs <laughs> and cats <laughs> living together in a mass hysteria. <laughs> Just, no more but, with the battering ram or whatever. We're just going to line up a train. I wonder how often this happens, though. Like, are they doing this, like, even when we're at the Motel 8, some That's random what place? I mean. Like, you don't have some vacant hotel or whatever. Like, never mind if it happens to you and you're the guy who gets chained to the bathroom door or whatever. What happened to this guy? What if you're in the room next to that? And <laughs> you hear that? Right. Yeah, are you calling the the police? Are you calling the operator downstairs? I told you we should have stayed at the Hilton. Um, our neighbors uh, continue to scream and shout. They're screaming and, and they're playing FBI games. Keeps yelling and telling them to shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Can you just see them? See, we should have we should have put an Airbnb. I tell you know, you always say you want to stay in the hotel. <laughs> See, see, there you see? go. See, now it all comes back around. The we had a nice verbal, all set to go. to go. Right. I, see, we could have stayed in a house. They had a hot tub in that house. Now here we are in this hotel yeah. with the FBI next door. Yeah, making all that racket. So let's say you had enough money to fulfill a wild dream. Waukesha software entrepreneur Dave Meister told Libby Collins about his plans to recreate the legendary Cavern Club, where the Beatles played before they were famous. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Cavern Club. For anybody out there who isn't familiar, that is where the Beatles played in Liverpool, what, almost 300 times. It's legendary in the music business. You decided to make it to the specifications of the original club. 
How daunting a task was that? Where did you begin? Well, in the Heartland location, we couldn't make it the full size to the specifications because the ceiling was two feet lower than what it should be to make it that way. So we just scaled it down. And so now some people say, oh, this is a man cave. I'd like to have it in my basement. And I said, good luck, because it took four years to build that and put it together that way because it's not just making it look like it it's the authentic brick and it's the authentic sounds and stage so we have that what kind of brick did you use handmade brick that we bought from a local brick company here that they brought in from the east coast and so we had that and then we had uh, dennis Grimm and his two sons they're masons but they're artists and they made it happen and there's a little plaque down there that says dennis Grimm and his sons that were there to do it. It's a relatively small stage. I mean, the original Cavern Club, it wasn't a massive stage. What are we talking about dimensions? It's about 40 feet wide by 50 feet long. Okay. That's what the club is. Haven't been there yet, and so I did the best that I could from online, you know, what the specifications were, and I tried to take that. And so Let It Be, which is the club in Waukesha, that is... So this is a third club now we're talking about? This is the third one that is the full scale of what the cavern was. But of course, in Liverpool, they had tunnels going here and there. I don't have that. I have just the cavern itself with the arches that would have been tunnels that went underground. You can hear more of the details of Dave Meister's little-known specialty club in Waukesha, where Dave is making his dreams come true. He talks with Libby Collins on WTMJ Conversations. That's 11 a.m. on Sunday. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Brewers are winners of five straight games. They are looking to make it six when they welcome in the St. Louis Cardinals tonight for a three-game series beginning at American Family Field. Brandon Woodruff is slated to get the start. That first pitch is scheduled for 7-10. You can catch full coverage right here on WTMJ, of course, home of the Brewers, beginning at 6-35. After clinching the top seed in the Eastern Conference earlier this week, Milwaukee is back at it tonight as Memphis comes into town. Giannis, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, and Chris Middleton have all been ruled out of action for tonight's game. The Bucks and Grizzlies do tip off uh, at 7 p.m. tonight. You can catch full coverage over on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee beginning at 6.30. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's morning news. Here's Brendan Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers and Major League Baseball are a week into their season, and one thing that during this first week that has really stood out to me are the rule changes that were implemented into the game Going into 2023, a pitch clock, a ban on the shift, and bigger bases have had a massive impact on the game's opening week, and an impact I'm, for one, excited for. Back over to 2022, wasn't that long ago, a year ago, the average run scored per game in the league was 8.56, which was the lowest it had been since 2015, while games were averaging over three and a half hours. I don't know about you, but the speed of the game, which obviously has really sped up in the early parts of this season, some averaging 20 to 30 minutes faster than they were a year ago. The pitch clock, obviously a big reason why, where pitchers are given 15 seconds to begin their windup and deliver their pitch. The other two major rules that have had an incredible impact, at least for me, are the bigger bases, really what it is, is a restriction on how many lazy pickoffs a pitcher can conduct, have also shown a big jump in stolen bases. The numbers really support that one, too, like uh, really jump out to me. Stolen bases have have rose to an average of 1.4 from 0.6 just a year ago. And the success rate 
has jumped from 67% to 85%. So what does that mean? More offense. The ban on shift has also helped seeing a rise in the ground ball hits as well, which has helped increase runs per game for those teams. Sure, a fun and exciting pitcher's duel can be fun, but let's let's be real here. Offense sells. We have seen it in football. We have seen it in basketball. The up-tempo game is what gets new fans to come to this sport, and it helps the game grow ultimately. The bottom line, good for Major League Baseball and us, the fans. I don't know about you, but I'll take a two-and-a-half-hour baseball game over four hours of a slow, unproductive game where my kids are bored by the third inning asking me to leave after I just spent $300 to go watch my favorite team play. The game is moving. More, more offense is obviously on display. And baseball, finally, finally, after years of so many questionable decisions, is finally adapting to today's culture and shaping the game for a fun future. At 6.52, the first ever Kidoba Burrito Eating Contest is in the books and the world-famous competitive eater Joey Chestnut wins the crown in Milwaukee. Maybe you didn't catch it. 14 and a half burritos in 10 minutes. I don't know if I've eaten 14 in 10 years. <laughs> Before his big win, he was next door coaching up Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on how to competitive eat our morning show next door at ESPN Milwaukee. The initial many, bite should be just big enough, like, you can still swallow. How many chews, though, right? Are we doing one, two, no, We three? only have one chew. He's right you, there. You, you, are, are, yeah. are you disqualified if if you throw up? Absolutely. You are. <laughs> uh, and, and you get made fun of. <laughs> Gabe Neitzel is minutes away from his show down the hall, but good enough to join us here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Epic interview. Oh, uh, he was fantastic. <laughs> he enjoyed like, it. I, I I mean, if you're a competitive eater, you have to have a pretty good sense of humor. And we have very strange questions. He helped Jen, as you heard a little bit there, um, as she was trying to figure out the best way to eat the burrito. She took too big of a bite when he was trying to coach her up. So she just like spit it out, threw it back down on the counter. Like, okay, what else do I have to do? (laughs) Uh, We had a lot of fun with him yesterday. He was absolutely fantastic. I'm so glad his goal was only like 12. So for him to get to 14 and a half in 10 minutes, it's And 12 wouldn't have done it because dude next to him had like 13. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was surprised uh, to hear him tell you guys that actually burritos would be easier to eat than hot dogs. Is that something like, oh, just because it's more compact or whatever? Uh, yeah, so, and again, so with the hot dog, he's like, we're just making a mess. We're making an abomination out of it because we're just like Ugh. dipping it in water. Like he said, you have to learn how to actually eat the wet bun when you're doing the hot dog ah. thing because it's a little different. And because I think you're watering it down and you don't have that flavor, like he was really excited for the burritos because he thought they had good flavor. He was a big fan <laughs> of the guac. Yes, so he was super excited, like, oh, this is actually going to taste good. I'm looking forward to eating that. <laughs> That's what many I was going to ask you. Like, they, he tastes the, you know, like, this isn't just utilitarian. Like, he tastes it. Yeah, yeah. You actually, I mean, he puts it in. So he's, he, we asked him that yesterday. We asked him, like, hey, if there's a food that you don't like, like, is it, does, he's like, yeah, of course it's harder to eat because if it doesn't taste good. And now I go, <laughs> 
all right, I guess I got to keep eating these. You know, like <laughs> right, he's got to keep shoveling it in. This is what he does. So if if something tastes good, he gets excited because he knows he gets to go back again and again and again. And I'm not a terribly big dude either. No, he's he really isn't. I mean, he's in, lives in Indiana, like just north of Indianapolis. <laughs> that shocked me a little bit. Like I figured, like big time dude like that would live on one of the coasts. Now it lives in Indiana. Um, not a big dude, but yeah, he trains himself, and he was doing his fast yesterday when he joined us, and uh, his diet now. Now will be a little. Um, he said it's a little pro. Uh, excuse me, little liquid diet after he's done eating. If he eats anything today, it'll be high fiber because, as he said, you have to keep everything moving in there. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe Neitzel's with us here uh, just before his show on ESPN Milwaukee. Talked with world champion eater Joey Chestnut yesterday. You know, I, I thought the other interesting thing you asked him about, and we we talk about like if you're a professional golfer, mm-hmm. what do you do for fun? If you're a professional eater. What tastes good to you? Like, what looks good to you when you go out to dinner? Right. What's crazy is he has a goal of eating a hot dog at every ballpark in America. Oh, he wants to him. go to every major league ballpark and have a hot dog. Despite this, I mean, how many hot dogs? Every 4th of July, the dude's hosting <laughs> 70 of them, right? Like, you're not having, the average American's probably not having 70 hot dogs in a year. And this guy still wants to go and you know, have a hot dog in every ballpark in the country. I was fascinated by how they did that yesterday. So I was at the Deer District, and they announced each contestant, and it was like, it was just like any other sport where the, or it reminded me of a debate, like a presidential debate, where the person with the highest polls, the top-ranking guy, right there in the middle, he came out last, he was right there in the middle, all the other ones are all flanking I mean, he's the star of the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, And... One of the questions I think they could float is this dude an athlete? I, I don't know. I asked but, you that. And I, I lean towards yes, because as an athlete, you train your body to do your specific thing. That you can't see his training because he's training his insides. He talked <laughs> but he seriously he talked right. about this and, and you heard the joke about how, you know, if you throw up during the competition, you get made fun of. Yeah. But like when he first started doing this, he said you, you have to train yourself and like really focus on not throwing up and training your body that you can eat this much and you can do this. And that's how you kind of push yourself further and further and further. So I look at it like training for a marathon, right? Like you're training your body to run that far and push that far. His marathon just happens to be 14 and a half burritos in 10 minutes. And he did it right here in Milwaukee. Gabe Neitzel at ESPN Milwaukee. I don't want to make you late for your show, pal. Ah, we'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. Garrett Mitchell, 830. Chewy's got it. Right. Yeah, exactly. He'll be fine.